0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. <laughs> And a good Sunday morning to you. Yeah, we, we couldn't wait. We couldn't sit on our hands. We couldn't not talk about this for four days. Our, our typical live show, Tuesday, two fifteen. We ain't waiting until then. Could not, won't not, will not. We're here now, right now, ready to go. Let's talk about the world that we live in now. A world where Vince McMahon, for the first time in my lifetime, Sid's lifetime, many of our lifetimes, is no longer in control of wwe and that means wwe creative as well welcome to uncharted territory folks we also now live in a world where claudio castagnoli has won his first world championship we now live in a world where Tully blanchard has been bought out of his own company and it looks like max dupree's about to be kicked out of his own maybe possibly sort of again uncharted territory Sid. I did not get a chance before we dive into all the Vince McMahon stuff because there there are many angles to take there right I did not get a chance to watch Death Before Dishonor last night I saw some of the results I saw some mixed reactions about one Claudio Castagnoli but uh, the main event last night seemed to be worth the price of admission
1: match of the year Um, not much else I can say outside of it was one of the greatest tag team matches i've ever seen in my life and i said the same thing about their first match and this match may have just topped it it was one of the best shows of the year i would say between that and forbidden door is my show of the year so far i know for you wwe um hard hard weekend for y'all but uh i know for them yeah uh, wwe ITES, uh wrestlemania night one was great but yeah, Forbidden Door and R O H before Dishonor were better. Hey, Just
0: they saying. got summer. They got SummerSlam this weekend, baby. They got a chance that they could possibly top all of that. We appreciate everybody who's joining us so far. Hypnosis, bro. Good morning to you guys as well. I know it's kind of early, but uh, Sid is going to be breaking down. Uh, the entire Ring of Honor show last night on his channel at 1105 as soon as we wrap up here. So when you're done with us, make sure to hop over to the True Heel Heat YouTube channel and uh, chat with Sid about everything that went down with Ring of Honor last night. I can't wait to get caught up on the show. Long story short, I just can't charge my credit card right now, Uh, so I couldn't actually buy uh, death of uh, dishonor last night, or excuse me, before dishonor last night. So uh, I'm looking forward to checking that out because uh, I do want to watch uh, Claudio and Gresham. I was really looking forward I to that. I can send you a fight a fight TV code, and by fight TV code, I mean <laughs> fight TV code. I get you. Here's the here's the other thing. Sp three yesterday, I went to um uh, my buddy's daughter's birthday party, which was at like a trampoline park. You know what a trampoline park is, right? So, I'm chasing around two toddlers at this trampoline park and jumping everywhere. It was two hours. I was wiped, bro. Like, I was sweating from my everything yesterday. I was out by seven o'clock. Like, I was just done. I was out. So, I needed, I got some much needed sleep, which gives me the energy to be here this morning on Believe in Pro Wrestling. Before we get into everything, Got to thank our partners over at Bet Online, the continued number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Get the latest odds, news, developments, including Major League Baseball, fighting news, next season's NFL futures. Thank God, training camp is opening up this week. BetOnline Online has opened up the team wins, odds, divisions, futures, and of course, the Super Bowl. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device. You're on it anyway. Sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get that bonus and get into the action. That is B L E A V. Bet Online where the game starts and sp3 we will start with a sentence i never thought i would utter vince mcmahon has retired from wwe that includes his role as head of creative this bears repeating vince mcmahon has retired from wwe including his role as head of creative and this is something that i'm still trying to like wrap my mind around what what this means it was a hell of a news drop on Friday with uh, Triple H being put back into his role as EVP and head of talent relations, a move that has been uh, widely uh, accepted. And a lot of talent backstage are very happy about that. A lot of people get along with Triple H backstage. I think that would mean good things for some some talent that has not necessarily been pushed since the NXT days, but that's something we'll dive into here. Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan named co-CEOs of, of WWE. I I think and I agree with PW Insider on this one. They they brought this up. If Nick focuses on the business aspect of things, and Stephanie's job is to focus on the product, I think that is a, a money combination uh, for WWE pun intended. But again, here, man, we now get into a point where Vince McMahon is no longer associated with WWE. Still a majority shareholder. So let's 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 get this out of the way still an avenue for him to come back to WWE at some point, should this investigation turn out to be a flop. But for right now, I think the question, the two big questions here, sp three is how did we get here? And what does this mean exactly?
1: Yeah. Cause I, I, I would been, wouldn't be wanting to specify that. And uh, one of my good friends, uh, Stephanie hype specified that on true. Hill yesterday that Vince is still majority shareholder. So in technical terms, physical man is still the owner of wwe he just retired from day-to-day activities which is his other roles as ceo and chairman and head of creative which Of course, it it is a good thing. It is a good thing. This is something that a lot of people wanted, especially after the allegations came out. It's something that I I have said on numerous occasions. That's the one thing that would surprise me. All of these allegations, everything we've heard about Vince McMahon didn't surprise me. Vince McMahon showing up the same day he stepped down as uh, chairman and CEO on SmackDown didn't surprise me. The fans not reading the news and praising him, oh, Vince no, McMahon, didn't surprise me. But this legitimately surprised me. I was like many of you that when I saw the tweet, I was like, who hacked Vince McMahon's account? Who hacked, right. who hacked his account? Like, that's how most people responded until the press release came out with his official statement. It was a big shocker it's surprising it's it's obviously not something that um his statement and tweet makes it sound to be like oh you know i was 77 i thought it was the right time to retire it definitely goes in line with what's going on with this investigation and WWE noted to, you know, he's retiring, but the investigation is not over because right. he's still majority shareholder. So I think that this was a preemptive move. This is me now with my opinion. This is not what the reports are saying. My opinion is this seems like a preemptive move. I think that the people around Vince that he actually does listen to, the Jerry McDevitts of the world, the his family, uh, Nick Khan, I think they probably told him more is going to come out. We've already heard a lot that is damning evidence and damning information that doesn't look good upon you or the company if you're still involved. And I think that's what made him come to this decision and under his own regard uh, say that he is retiring and what a legacy he leaves behind and what a uh It's very tumultuous, uh, to say the least, how you will view Vince McMahon in retrospect, especially with how he is retiring. There is no question he brought wrestling to what it is today. It's no question in my eyes I wouldn't be doing anything in wrestling media if it wasn't for Vince McMahon and how he has changed the business completely and took it out of, you know, buildings with no lights or dim lights and brought it into stadiums wrestlemania all the big stars whether it be Hulk hogan stone cold steve austin the rock john cena yeah all of this he is responsible for and what the wwe is today he is responsible for i wouldn't go as far as to say he created the wwe stephanie because he's vince mcmahon jr there was a senior that that was the one part that people got mad at me. Daddy, all right, like <laughs> yeah, people got mad at me for correcting Stephanie on that. Like, oh, you're you're correcting Stephanie, don't you? I was like, I know, I'm just speaking facts. I, like, I know the history. I know, I, so say, I, 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 know, so. I know what you meant to. No, no, no. Yeah. We're not gonna. I also, I also said this to people that Oh, I know what she she meant to say. Created what it is today, and I was just like, well, she missed on a couple of words there.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, so, yes. So yes, I think what she actually said was he founded the company. Well, didn't that actually yes. like come out of her mouth? So yes, yes,
1: yes. that's what I was just like, no, I <laughs> <laughs> was like, he's created what it is today. That's different from founding the company, but that is besides the point. Like I said, Vince Man's legacy is established. He belongs on anyone's Mount Rushmore of what wrestling is today. But at the same time, you can you know, appreciate everything that he's brought to the business and making it what it is today. And you can also look at what the allegations are and see the evidence ahead of him. And you can say that it is very a 50 50 type of thing.
0: Yeah. And I think you're seeing that from a lot of people who have worked with Vince McMahon, a lot of people. uh, I know Renee Paquette, uh, put out a video thanking Vince McMahon. I know Matt Hardy put out a tweet, you know, thanking Vince McMahon. And then people immediately jumped down on Matt Hardy saying, how can you condone this, that, and the other thing? What about this? And he's like, look, if what is alleged is actually happening, I will, I will condemn it. Right. Like, but Matt Hardy wouldn't be where he is right now. If it was not for Vince McMahon, his words, not mine. Vince McMahon did a, uh, a lot, right? Like that's, that's an understatement, a lot for the world of professional wrestling. And that's why I really didn't have an issue with Stephanie coming out there and just kind of orchestrating a, a thank you Vince moment, because regardless of what he's done, and I think it's, you know, we could all sit here and say, he's not the best person in the world. What he has done for the business of professional wrestling. Again, we would not be here right now without, without him. You got people like The Rock and, and John Cena, who are and Dave Batista, who are some of the biggest movie stars on the planet. They wouldn't be in the positions that they are in right now if it wasn't for Vince McMahon and WWE. It's, a, it's okay to take time to thank him for all of that and then let everything come to light. And then we can condemn him afterwards. All right. It's not. It's a lot of gray area here, but we can still thank Mr. McMahon for everything that he accomplished and did for this business that we love so much. And at the same time, go, all right, thank you. Get the hell out the door because it's time for a new direction, right? Like we we've been Going asking that for, for long. <laughs> Yes. Like this this should have happened ten years ago. All right, thank you. We appreciate you. You know, it's like when your grandparent like overstays after like two hours. It's like all right, get the hell out of. <laughs> House now thank
1: you imagine, see you, bye imagine Vince McMahon playing p-knuckle with all the other <laughs> retirees in a suit uh, he did because he doesn't wear regular clothes I've never seen him in any type of well I've seen him in regular clothes but it always looks like vacation clothes like his Hawaiian shirt and like he's he wore he's wore a suit for the last four decades it, it it's, it's crazy to think of what Vince is gonna do you know, after all of this and retiring and not being able to work and actually being able to sleep.
0: Right. Like this man don't sleep like three. I mean, he gets about as much sleep as I do, but I got babies. Right. So it's like, I I don't know what this man's going to do. Uh, One of the report from FIFO select was even the people closest to Vince have no idea what he's going to do. They don't know what he likes to do in his free time because he doesn't have free time. Now he's got all the free time in the world. Uh, feel free to get your questions in, guys. Uh, hypnosis, bro. Genuine question. Uh, where were you guys? Uh, what were you guys doing uh, when the Vince news dropped? He said he was in the bathroom. Uh, uh TMI. Uh, I I was actually taking a much needed nap, and I wake up about right around at four ten, so like five minutes after the the news really kind of broke out, and I got a bunch of notifications on my phone. So I'm still like eyes glazed over glossed over like pulling sleep out of my eye checking my phone and i'm like wait what huh am i still dreaming what what is going on is this real did vince get hacked what the hell is going on like so that was just a, a perfect storm of i had no idea what was reality uh, for about a solid 15 minutes uh, after the news broke that's a hell of a way to to wake up out of a out of a really nice slumber sp3 what were you doing when that news broke
1: well, to give you some background, I do news writing for WrestleTalk.com, and I usually only work Monday through Thursday, and then I was asked maybe a month ago if I can do extra days. So I was like, yeah, I'll do a couple of Fridays in this month, and this particular Friday, I was working. So to say that I have never been a part of a news writing day unlike that ever in my lifetime where we have to write news about something that people thought was impossible and the the various updates that kept coming out from PW Insider to you know Fightful. At the same time, uh, you know my good friend Romeo over on True Hill, he he wanted to do a live breaking news video, so I'm sending him links and tweets to what's going on and what we're gonna be talking about next with the whole Brock Lesnar fallout from there. Yeah. So I'm sending him all of that. At the same time, I'm writing news. We're updating the story with the Brock Lesnar and with visit man. And I've never been a part of a crazier news day. I usually write more articles in a day than I did on Friday, but I've never been a part of a day where you had to like write news as quick as possible, get it out, then update it, then go back, update again. And yeah, it was just a, it was one of the craziest days. Our editor at WrestleTalk, great guy, uh he he's he's really the person that kind of just tells us oh you need to do this you need to do that he doesn't really give a lot of praise even he had to be like guys great job today <laughs> he was like <laughs> he was like i do it rarely because you know what i do do it it counts for something and i was like i genuinely appreciated him saying that you. because it did count for something so
0: i feel, yeah, I feel never you never
1: been a part of a crazier uh, news day than that
0: Ruth just wants to say uh, hello and hi and good morning, and we appreciate you, Ruth, for uh, joining us here, guys. Make sure to hammer that thumbs up button. If you're new to the channel, make sure to hammer the subscribe button. Uh, really does uh, kind of help us out. And once we get out the air here today, check out a little bit of us. What what else we have to offer? I got interviews up there right now. Uh, some of the best ones I personally think i've ever done with lacey evans and renee paquette and uh ember moon well now known as athena and uh, i got another one dropping this week with uh with happy corbin so uh, make sure to stick with us we really do uh, appreciate it uh hypnosis bro with another
1: approaching uh 400 subscribers yes for the we're channel. getting
0: there inching closer true. every day hypnosis bro saying who should take over creative i honestly don't know Um, that, that's an interesting question. And I think I I hear a lot of people throw out the same names that we've heard before, right? The, the Paul Heymans, or maybe they'll contact Eric Bischoff or this, that, and the other thing. I'm, I can't like SB three. I'm almost in the opinion of like, why don't we give somebody else a shot? Right? Like I, I, it's like. It's like college football head coaches. Why is it constantly like the same 30 people who are rotated between these jobs over and over and over again? It's like bouncing from one place to another. I'd like to see somebody new get it, get a crack at that. Somebody fresh, somebody with some new ideas that can kind of take things into the next generation in the next few years ahead. I mean, we've seen, I mean, Tony Khan's been the best booker in pro wrestling for the last three years, basically. And he has only been doing it for about three years. So, I mean, if you get somebody into the right position, I know there's got to be, there's a lot of creative minds backstage that could hop into this. It's very easy to say, oh, Triple H should hop in this for sure, right? Like, that's what everybody's been wanting. They've been wanting Triple H to take over for years. Well, now he's head of, he's EVP and back in talent relations again. Those two jobs typically don't coincide with one another. So, I mean, what would, that's that's the question, right? What What happens next? Right now, it's Bruce Pritchard. He's taken over. What, what do you think that means from a creative standpoint, at least in the immediate future?
1: Uh, in the immediate future, Bruce Pritchard being in charge of the creative means nothing's changing. He is the biggest yes man in Vince McMahon lore. Uh, So, yeah, he's just a puppet. Vince is still helping him with the transition. So I don't think much will change. There might be some minor changes due to how Bruce sees things in comparison to Vince when Vince is officially not around in the creative role. But I don't think much is going to change. And I totally 100 percent agree with you. The answer is not. Triple H, honestly, because people, although Triple H, NXT was his brainchild, he wasn't the lead writer. Like, I don't understand why people keep getting this confused. He wasn't actually the lead writer. The lead writer was Ryan Ward. Ryan Ward deserves some some calls, some shouts, because that was one of the greatest periods in NXT history. And then Ryan Ward came to SmackDown in 2016 when that was the best time in SmackDown recent history outside of the Triple Tree run. Like, that was when, top to bottom, SmackDown had multiple things going on when Ryan Ward was in charge. Why doesn't Ryan Ward get more shouts than Paul Heyman? Then you said Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff hasn't had a good idea since 1996. Like... <laughs> Why, I'm just saying what I'm these, seeing on
0: Twitter, right? No, like,
1: no, no, no. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not criticizing you. I'm saying, why is he getting more mentioned than Ryan Ward? Like, people need to understand Brian Goertz. Was one of the best writers that WWE ever had, and had unique ideas and helped to rock with his promos and storylines. Uh, Ed koski had had the the bonkers Attitude Era era of two thousand, which in my opinion is the greatest year in WWE history with his storylines and writing. But it was still simple and straightforward that you can understand and you watch from week to week as things progress. These are the people, like people that you wouldn't mention, that are not main names that have been a part of some of the best eras of wwe we need someone new at this yeah. point they, that's why the superstars are excited because they're going to be some new energy so i 100 agree with rick on this and i don't say that a lot here so <laughs> we, we appreciate what i'm saying like my editor said. but we need some new people not Heyman, not triple h not eric Bischoff, not stephanie not <laughs> Not Bruce Richard, not Kevin Dunn. We need someone new. I would I would like, you know, even Ryan Ward, because he has such a short run from 2016 to 2017, he deserves a new shot. Jeremy Borash has done creative for Impact yeah. Wrestling and he does great with production. He deserves a shot. We need someone new in this
0: role. I mean, you've got you've got a bevy of guys backstage who have you know tremendous ideas. And and who says that you even really need to have somebody take over everything. I mean, I think I think it would help. It's a lot, right? Like you have a lot of TV, you still have a lot of talent. And I think if it's one person who's constantly in charge of creative, a lot tends to fall through the cracks. And then, you know, yeah, we're focusing on the top five or six things. And yeah, everything else kind of falls to the wayside. So um, I think that's where Tony Khan has done a really, really good job. It seems like even the people who are uh, like lower tier on the card, like C and D tier, they still have things going on that's one of the things that i'm hopeful that can change right away almost and i think that there's there's some superstars that you know are are going to benefit in the long run with vince no longer being there but i mean something that i think can change right away that i would love to see change right away is just more attention to the people on the lower end of the card a lack of rematches, right? Like that was one of the things that could happen right away that Fightful Select reported is that Vince uh, in his, you know, elder years here would fall in love with a match, forget that he had done it three or four times, and then constantly throw that match back out there. There's people who think that that is going to change. Uh, There are people who think that their position on the card is going to improve simply because Vince would forget who the hell they are. Uh, wouldn't even remember their names from from time to time. And this has been going on for years. I could tell you a story about a former WWE talent who was visiting after he would, was released from WWE, who was visiting backstage, and he saw Vince, and he's like, hey, where you been? And he's like, dude, you fired me. <laughs> I like, didn't even know that he wasn't even in the company anymore. So I think attention to detail, attention to things on the lower end, and, yeah, maybe some more screen time, right, for for people. I think if I'm Dominic Dijakovic right now, I'm really happy. And I'm hopeful that maybe, just maybe, uh, I'm going to get at least a little bit more screen time. Somebody like a Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, it might be at a different spot other than Mrs. Bobo, right? Like a Nikki ASH. She might be featured more prominently. Do drop as well. We might actually get. Like the women's tag team title tournament that we were told like a month ago. That's the biggest thing is like we are in uncharted territory now. You say Bruce Pritchard is in charge doesn't mean a whole lot. And I think right away it doesn't. You're absolutely correct because he still is taking some direction from Vince McMahon while this whole transition is taking place. But at the end of the day, you know, Bruce, assuming that Vince is out, he still has to appease his new bosses he's a yes man he's a yes man to the t but all of a sudden if he's a yes man to somebody else and they don't agree with what vince's vision was he still has to change so it, it's it's on bruce now like who says he's going to be in this role permanently same for kevin dunn there's a lot of people who believe that kevin dunn is going to be out the door uh by this time next year if not a lot sooner and that is somebody else that's some that's something that that should have happened frankly a long time ago, and I think that is something that's going to change immediately. I don't think his opinion is going to carry as much weight anymore. Kevin Dunn, this is a guy who has or at least had an unbelievable amount of power because Vince trusted his opinion that much. I can't say this as a as a guaranteed certified fact, but I think it was Kevin Dunn who ultimately spelled the end of Billy Kay in WWE because she gets let go in April of 2021. And what happens? Immediately, we get a report out that says that Kevin Dunn didn't get Billy Kay. Meantime, if she had 30 seconds or two minutes, was constantly one of the most talked about things on SmackDown, was constantly over with the fans. They loved her. They, they were screaming for more Billy Kay. The fans were. But because Kevin Dunn didn't get her, that didn't happen. I think that's something that's going to change. I think, you know, some of the, the old style politics and booking for, for one person, that's got to go away almost immediately, doesn't it? Maybe they actually do start listening to the fans more because who cares if Kevin Dunn doesn't get somebody? If they're over with the fans, if the fans want to see more of them, if they like what they're seeing from that said person, that should be the biggest priority. And to me, that is something that could change almost immediately, or at least I would hope, with Vince now out of the picture.
1: Hope is a relative thing. Um, I don't, don't, and I've said this once I say it again. I don't involve hope with WWE, regardless of Vince McMahon being in charge of there and not. We've also heard reports that people want to honor Vince's vision out of respect for him being gone. And Stephanie is very much uh, her father's daughter. So, if that at the end of the day, if that's the the person who's gonna be focusing on the product from a CEO position, although she will lean on you know Triple H for some things, I think Triple H is in the right role dealing with talent, but if Stephanie is gonna have her eyes on the creative position and she's gonna have some directive in who takes over for Bruce Pritchard if Bruce Pritchard is taken out or if Bruce Pritchard has to follow her vision, her vision is not going to be too far off from Vince's in my opinion. That's just how I thought and how I've been given that information with 30 years of watching this product. I don't, I don't see that happen. We can hope for a bunch of things. We can hope for, for pigs to fly tomorrow. It doesn't mean it's going to actually happen.
0: Normally, I would agree with you, but we are in uncharted waters, right? Like I know Vince is there's still that cloud that Vince McMahon is is hanging out there somewhere. And as long as Bruce Prichard is still in charge of creative, all it's going to take is a text from Vince saying, hey, do this. And he'll probably do that. But look. They know that they have to create a, a viable and a viable product and keep this train rolling. Right now, WWE is an unstoppable machine because they're printing, they're printing money. Even with a bad TV product, despite having the best talent in the world, more often than not, their on-screen product is just bad. And that is a direct and, and relation to that, writing and, and creative and everything. And that plays
1: into what I'm saying. How do do y'all have hope that we're going to see a change as far as the product and creative when it does not matter to what they are here for? They are not here to please the fans. They are here for the bottom line, and they have a bulk majority of their fans that, regardless of what they put out on screen, will continue to support the WWE. So they don't have the necessity to change the creative process or to change stuff like that, that we are hoping for. So I just put, like I said, even though he's retired, I'm going to continue to put my Vince hat on and I'm just <laughs> going to look at it like what you're not giving us a reason to change the creative. There's no reason if there's still going to be this, but uh, you know, bulk of fans that support the product that support what they doing. And not only that will die on a hill. To protect the wwe that's that's the extremist fans that the wwe has there's really no reason for them to do anything like that
0: i i i hear what you're saying but there there is still a part of me that believes if you look at stephanie and triple h and their vision for for everything yes there there's part of them that would want to honor what vince has done but i also don't necessarily believe that they follow in Vince's mindset where they have their blinders on to everything around them and are just moving forward with what one person wants to do. And I think they, they do pay attention to what the fans are saying. You look at the entire Divas movement and give Divas a chance and this, that, and the other thing. That was all surfaced online and they listened to that and Stephanie pushed for change for the women's division. So you can't tell me that Stephanie hasn't and gone. That's Stephanie and that's why Stephanie McMahon team.
1: has basically said she's responsible for women's wrestling. That's what. That's why I made that look when you was like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, they don't have their blinders on. They have a open everything, but then... Yeah, they did that, and they basically put the illusion out that, this, that Stephanie McMahon saved women's wrestling.
0: Cool, that's who's in charge, y'all. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but again, they still saw what's out there. And Triple H now being ahead of, uh, of talent relations again means he's back out and he is scouting uh, again. And Hypnosis Bro asked a question here, uh, if I can find it. Where did it go? Uh, could Vince's departure lead to some talent that got released uh, to come back? People like Johnny Gargano, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Candice LeRae. I think Sasha's obviously the big fish that's out there. I don't see this changing anything one way or another with that. I think the bridge, honestly, has been burned because here's the thing. yes, yeah, she classed with Vince McMahon. She still left the show after or right before or right as it was going to get started. And that does rub a lot of people the wrong way, especially people who uh, are you know believe in the business guys like triple h obviously so it's all about respect respect is like rule number one all right and that was that that's gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way so we don't know who is still pissed at sasha in wwe that seems to me like a bridge that has been blown up to smithereens now somebody like a johnny gargano who while he's been in free agency has avidly talked about how He has goals in WWE. He wants to wrestle at WrestleMania. He wants to win the Intercontinental Championship. He has talked about how he's done with NXT. Somebody who has seen other people go up from NXT and not be utilized uh, properly, have had their identity stripped away, have been given, uh, you know, clown gimmicks for essentially a la Pete Dunne, right? Somebody like that. With Triple H no, or excuse me, with Vince no longer there and Triple H there and being one of Triple H's guys, yeah, I could see Johnny Gargano coming back to the main roster. I definitely one hundred percent could see that. I could see Candice LeRae follow. I could see you know maybe some people who are still out there like a Dakota Kai who might uh, decide to to come back if she's asked uh, to come back with with Triple H now there uh, you know doing talent scouting or maybe some of the other release superstars could come back. Vince loves his kids, right? Like he loves his NXT. There used to be Dusty's kids. You hear uh, Cody Rhodes talk about Dusty's kids all the time, right? There were, there were Triple H's kids as well. And I think those people who were hit, that's why I have such high hopes that Johnny Gargano or not Johnny Gargano, that Tommaso Ciampa's role is going to increase because Vince, I keep saying the wrong person's name. Triple H loves Tommaso Ciampa. I think he's going to get booked better i'm not saying he's going to get shot to the moon but i think he's going to get booked better which is not necessarily saying something so yes i do think that this shakes up the the free agent market for sure i think there are going to be the the delusions of of grandeur out there it's like oh man this means that bray wyatt's coming back oh sasha banks is going to come back i will say this it is uncharted territory in that aspect as well because if there are people who butted heads with vince and vince is no longer there kind of wipes away a lot but again you still have kevin dunn who's there you still have bruce pritchard who's there these kind of changes aren't going to take place overnight it's going to be steady steady and slow changes and i think necessary changes.
1: you can you can continue to be hopeful that's worked out for you i guess um i will continue to be Realistic with with my expectations. I think we'll see small changes in the interim and then bigger changes in the in the future. But I'm not thinking that it's going to be a whole lot different from the ever.
0: Even some small changes will make a big difference. Honestly, even just small not have. A, how many times did we watch? Like, I feel like New Day have wrestled like three people all year. Right. I I think. Small changes, like fresh matchups, seeing new talent, new faces on the, on some of these brands, and maybe just even a tweak uh, of characters. Maybe even we get some people who, who look more like the people that we, we, we know and we love, and maybe they, they change Butch to a nickname and at least give Pete Dunn his damn name back. Maybe some subtle changes like that could happen creatively. That's what I'm keeping a hope for here. Just subtle little things. Nothing major is going to change this close to SummerSlam, right? Like, I think anybody who has that expectation should throw that right out the window. That, of course, is uh, if we still get our our main event uh, that is scheduled uh, for this coming Saturday. What do we make, SP3, of Brock Lesnar, after the news that Vince McMahon is stepping down from creative, says, basically, this is the report from Wrestling Observer, this is the report from Fightful Select, If he's out, I'm out. And he leaves the SmackDown taping. This was a show that was heavily written around Brock Lesnar, eight days out from SummerSlam, his last man standing match with Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And then that left everybody to scramble. They had to completely rewrite the script. The script was sent in at about 7 o'clock and then was altered when Brock did come back and ultimately show up at the end of the show to beat the holy hell out of Austin Theory. Reports afterwards said that uh, Brock walking out was widely uh, overblown, maybe seen as something where he just needed to go out and kind of let his head cool on certain things. Regardless, this was something that happened, uh, something that obviously made the you talk about the news writing situation. Oh, Vince retires. That's one thing. Well, now Brock Lesnar's walked out. Oh, shit. <laughs> like That. That puts everything, and then we got started getting the reports of all they're calling up Goldberg uh, to get Goldberg to trot back out there. Thank God Brock Lesnar showed back up. Jesus Christ! Uh, But I mean, you look. This is what
1: I said. Jesus, you need to be realistic. People are not real fans. Fans in general, I think that y'all are not realistic. I mean, I'm about to cut a you people promo like. <laughs> not realistic riddle seth rollins yeah that's what y'all want you are not thinking about what wwe wants what wwe wants is someone like a brock lesnar or a goldberg to be that replacement they want the undertaker to come back in those spots um what do i think about the whole brock lesnar uh walk out and return situation he got paid a healthy bag that's what i'm convinced he got paid <laughs> A bag. He walked out in solidarity to Vince McMahon, being a Vince McMahon guy. He returned to get that bag, and he got it. Smart move.
0: I don't know if he got paid a, t- a crap ton of money to come back. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if WWE – look, he had their balls to the buzzsaw right? Like he, this is, he was already the second, third replacement uh, at this point. One would think Randy Orton couldn't do it. Okay. Well, maybe we go with Cody Rhodes, crap. Cody Rhodes tore his pec. Where do we go now? And they hit the panic button and they called Brock Lesnar back three months after their, what was supposed to be the big blow off to their feud at at, at WrestleMania. Right. So now all of a sudden it's going to be the lat the, 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 this is the big blow off to the feud. And they've been booking it and billing it and, Hyping it up is the biggest match ever, even though we've seen it 800 times at this point. Last man standing match. An aggressive Brock Lesnar. Can Roman Reigns overcome? Wait, what happens if we don't have Brock? Wait, no, Brock, come back, please. Brock, Brock, please. Brock, 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 come back, please. He has all the leverage, and who knows if he shows up in Nashville on Saturday? To be completely honest with you, now I will say, in a situation like that, when you are as close to somebody as 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 brock was with vince mcmahon yeah that's going to put your head in a in a weird situation and i think a lot of top stars are feeling that way we we heard the report uh that you know a lot of top end stars were off put and were a bit dejected by uh the news that this dropped and i 100 i get that man i i wholeheartedly get that it's the same with any kind of regime change right like if 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 tomorrow because my position in my day job, my shoot job as, as a news anchor in Cincinnati, I, I, I know my position is safe. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good at what I do, and I'm in with, with good standing with my boss. Now, all of a sudden, if my boss gets let go tomorrow, God forbid, and then they decide to put some dude in Cleveland in charge of the entire you know Ohio Valley region, Well, all of a sudden, I don't feel so good about my position within the company because I'm just in a world of uncertainty. And I've used that word several times. So when you get top stars who are comfortable with their positions, and we don't know who those top stars are, but we could probably guess. Right. Brock Lesnar being one of them. All of a sudden, I'm not feeling too comfortable because I just don't know. So that's that's natural. That's a natural way to feel about a certain thing. If you're somebody who felt like you were constantly under the thumb of Vince McMahon and he didn't give a crap about you you feel great you feel optimistic you feel like you have new life you have a new chance you could come in here and 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 prove yourself all over again maybe Brock Lesnar just needed to cool his head cool maybe just needed to walk away or maybe he was holding WWE's balls to the fan because he could and he did get a payday out of it I think maybe it's more likely that Vince McMahon, who in his own statement said that he was going to be there for the betterment and the best of everything involved with, with WWE and any way help out any way that he can, I would not be surprised if Vince McMahon called Brock Lesnar and said, look, for me, because this is still my baby and like you said, he still owns like 80% of the company, please, for the love of God, just work through SummerSlam. Please, for me, just do this match, go home, and if you like how things are going six months from now, I'm sure the phone line will be there, and you could come back and we could do some things. That might be honestly the biggest change of this. Is it Brock probably loses at SummerSlam? We maybe don't see him again for a very, very long time. that That might be the biggest change that comes out of this. I would not be surprised though, if Vince McMahon made a phone call, and that's what got Brock Lesnar back.
1: I am convinced this is just my opinion that Vince McMahon is the reason why he left. A call from Vince is not enough to bring the best negotiator that has come through WWE in the past decade, Brock Lesnar. I don't think just Vince calling him is going to bring him back. I think Vince calling him and then him saying – Hey, well, I know we agreed upon this number. <laughs> how about we go to this number, and then yeah, I'll, I'll work the next day. I'll go to this show. I'll be on next week's SmackDown. I'll be at SmackDown. I'll be at SummerSlam because of the position that he had WWE in. I don't see how Brock Lesnar, this great negotiator, wouldn't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Again, he was he had all the leverage, all the leverage. Let's see if he actually, you know, shows up uh, in Nashville and does the job and uh, does this match. I think this definitely solidifies that Roman Reigns is going to win. Uh, but, you know, I think we all knew Roman Reigns was going to win anyway and ultimately challenged Drew McIntyre uh, at, uh, at SummerSlam. Is there anybody? Sp three. I know you are not optimistic about any major changes or anything like that. Superstars getting—is there anybody who you think does stand to benefit from from Vince McMahon's departure?
1: Um, just in general, the the fans who have been asking for this to happen. I think that's the biggest one. I can't say that there's any one superstar that is going to immediately benefit from this maybe long-term yeah there'll be a couple but yeah i think it's just mostly just the the fans who have wanted this the fans who don't think like me <laughs> that i'm saying like you know i think that this man's vision is still going to be a part of this for the time being and in recent uh in the recent future but for the people who have wanted this wanted vince out I think they're the ones that benefit from this because they either have got what they want and creative will improve or I will be proven right. And you will see that you've been axing for fool's gold. (laughs) Uh,
0: One guy, I asked that question for one uh, for one particular reason, because there is one man who may have second life uh, on Smackdown, because one of the things that I thought was very, very interesting about what happened this past Friday was the segment with Maximum Male Models. In which case, that Max Dupree, the founder, the CEO of Maximum Male Models, was nowhere to be found. We did get the debut of Maxine Dupree, Sophia Cromwell from NXT. She was brought up, given a new name, thought she nailed the promo. She's obviously got the look down. I think Maximum Male Models, depending on what it is they want them to do, is going to be fine. If it's just those three, but I did find it very interesting that Max was nowhere to be found, nor was he advertised for next week's show. When we will apparently get the the big uh, summer beach parade or whatever the hell they're calling it of 2022, the beachwear look, right? So that's gonna happen next week on the Go Home show to SummerSlam. Okay, cool. I did find it very interesting that Max wasn't there, and then I wake up Saturday morning to reports from PW Torch. That he's out. He is out. Max Dupree is out of Maximum Male Models because he quote-unquote rubs some people the wrong way. Well, that gave me even more questions because I'm like, okay, are we talking about Max Dupree and the way that he was presented on screen was rubbing fans the wrong way? Or are we talking about Sean Ricker, like the the person, the man, Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, whatever you want to call him, are we talking about him rubbing people the wrong way? That gave me even more questions. And then Plus Select was able to come out and kind of clarify a little bit that he was bumping some heads with some writers and ruffling some feathers over some scripts, and Vince McMahon being very, very hands-on with how he wanted to present Max Dupree, the character, his delivery, everything. Like, this was this was like Vince's baby, Maximum Male model being Vince's baby, right? Now, all of a sudden, with him out, Vince out, I mean, FIFO Select reporting this may benefit the man formerly known as L.A. Knight, Directly, and he might get a second chance because there are still supporters of his backstage. Very, very interesting that, once again, we hear of somebody who is challenging creative, going back and forth over scripts and, and really wanting something, fighting for their character on screen, and now all of a sudden they're ruffling feathers again. That is something that I, I, I hope Changes that it is more of a collaborative effort. That one I don't have a whole lot of hope with, but I mean, maybe we just get LA Knight back. Can I at least just ask for that? Like, I don't get why they decided to pluck LA Knight, who was one of the most overdudes in NXT 2.0 absolute star absolute charisma looks like a million bucks he's everything that vince mcmahon would want in a top level star except he's not 25 right he's he's 39 40 years old at this point obviously he could still go in the best shape of his life knows how to get over can do anything great on the mic and they go nah nah we want you to lead Man and what's the other one's name marseille and we want you guys to do all this you know the just runway bullshit and it's like what on god's green earth are we doing of course max is going to come out and he's going to argue against this because max this is his shot on smackdown he wants this to be good right so again another thing of this talent difficult to work with cuz they're they're fighting back and creative looks like he was getting ready to be booted out of maximum male models who knows if he would get another shot on the main roster Now it looks like he at least has some support backstage and Vince is no longer there. So maybe there's hope that a guy like Max Dupree, LA Knight, Eli Drake, whatever you want to call him. He still has a future on SmackDown because he should still have a future on SmackDown.
1: Yeah. He's extremely talented, a great talker. He's a, pretty good in the ring as well so i wanted i was so confused when the initial reports were that they saw him as a manager and they were gonna use him in a non-wrestling role because it was just like this is a guy that you can instantly pluck and you can put into your mid card as a baby face or even as a heel and he could work with the Dolph Zigglers of the world with the Ricochets of the world and he could be a crucial part of it especially at Smackdown at the time who needed baby faces yeah he would have came in and been such a good person to have on there to put him into this role who pretty much anyone could fill it and they are showing that right now by having a relatively green uh a green star from nxt 2.0 sophia cromwell who was just introduced as a character this year to have her be the person to replace max dupree in in what they originally were planning here yeah it just showed us that Okay, so pretty much anyone could be in the role of the leader or director of talent of maximum male models. Why did you have to waste one of the performers who can actually work, who can actually talk on this? So I'm hoping that yes, it is good news for Max Dupree, LA Knight, Eli Drake, that he has now people like Triple H and maybe Stephanie and, you know, people backstage who know his talent, who know that he can do a lot more than what he was doing. So hopefully that leads to a new lease on life.
0: I saw somebody say this on Twitter and I couldn't help but laugh at the idea. And I know it would be completely retreading a ridiculous storyline that we already saw, but how funny would it be if they decide to go back to LA night, and he debuts on Raw in a segment with Kevin Owens and goes down to the ring and introduces himself as LA Knight and Kevin Owens just loses his damn mind and starts screaming, not again. No, screw this. I'm out. I quit. He drops and just exits off out of the arena. I think that would be I think that would be a great, you know, self-deprecating humor on WWE WWE's part if they did something like that. But I I'm I'm one of these people who says, look, just leave old gimmicks in the past, right? Like people, characters, they need to evolve. This was a move that didn't need to be made. And it's not like he's been Max Dupree for that long. LA Knight's a guy you can use. LA Knight's a guy you desperately need, especially on SmackDown, where if you look at the SmackDown roster, who's your top baby face right now? It's Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is great. I love Pat McAfee. He's passionate on the mic. He knows how to speak. He can work in the ring. He's great on commentary. Your color commentator should not be your top babyface. After that, it's it's very close with Drew McIntyre. But, like, who after that? You don't have anybody on SmackDown who's like the top baby. Exactly. You're you're getting into the Mad Cat Mosses and the Shinsuke Nakamura's and the uh, the Ricochets. Remember that report that Ricochet was the number two babyface on SmackDown. He wins the IC title and is immediately taken off TV.
1: Ricochet hasn't been seen on TV since he got squashed by Gunther in the rematch for the Intercontinental Championship. That's why I said Mad Cat Moss, and it would be Drew McIntyre as the top babyface, but they have him in a dead end feud with Sheamus that just keeps going. And going, and going. Why do all the balling brutes and happy Corbin storylines always just keep going and going and going and going?
0: Again, that's where I I can be hopeful. That's where I can be hopeful. Because you hear things like Vince falling in love with matchups and then forgetting that he has done them so much, which explains why we get rematch 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 after rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch. I would hope somebody who's a little bit more cognitive (laughs) upstairs at this point would not give us as many rematches. Again, subtle changes. I think that's what we're going to see moving forward here is subtlety, subtle changes that hopefully make a big difference and improve the product. And then, yeah, hopefully down the line, we get some, some bigger changes, but I don't think anybody can expect anything major, especially now. What is Sunday? Six days away from the second biggest show of the year. You're not looking forward to the shillelagh match? You're not looking forward to the big old shillelagh. I'm I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm one of these dudes. I could watch McIntyre and Sheamus beat the piss out of each other every week. I really could. I enjoy watching those two work with one another.
1: I'd love to see them in a match. Not a uh, good old fashioned. How is it good old fashioned if this is the first time ever? But Irish uh Donny Brook match. I yeah, uh, Brook.
0: that just well, oh, it's the Donnie Brook that's sweet. old fashioned. Brook is a very old-fashioned stupid. term. It's
1: just stupid. It's just stupid. I'm over this feud. It needs to end like yesterday. Um, I, I am at the point with WWE that I'm ready for after SummerSlam. I'm ready for to see if we can see some of these changes that everyone's hopeful for after SummerSlam because I don't expect it to happen at SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam is going to be good. But honestly, I think Ric Flair's last match is going to be the best show in Nashville that week.
0: And you know what? It's going to be the one that people are going to be talking about coming out of it because it's happening after SummerSlam. It's on Sunday. Very, very brilliant booking by all those folks who put together that show. We do appreciate everybody who joined us here on a Sunday morning. Got to tap out here because I got to let Sid get prepared and prepped and ready to go on his channel. Tell the fine folks when you're going to be on, what you're going to be talking
1: Yes, you can join us on the True Heel Heat YouTube channel, going live in about 10 minutes with our ROH Death Before Dishonor Roundtable review. It will be myself and special guest Richard Benson, aka Benno of Post Wrestling and the Gravel App Podcast. Very, very knowledgeable person in Ring of Honor history and current Ring of Honor as well. So, we're going to be talking about last night's show, FTR versus the Briscoe's too. 45 minute classic. We're going to be talking about Claudio Castanoli, the new ROH world champion. We're going to be talking about Joe versus Lethal, Serena D versus Mercedes Martinez. Where the hell is Tully Blanchard? What the hell happened to Jonathan Gresham? There's a lot of questions to be answered. We're going to discuss it over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. So join us there live.
0: Again, guys, uh, after we wrap up, please check out my conversations with Athena and Renee Paquette. Uh, I think they were both fantastic i love talking to them they they have some great stories in there uh make sure to check those out and then i believe this coming tuesday we'll be dropping my uh interview with uh happy corbin who is uh believe it or not not a bad dude at all like this is one of the most hated guys in wwe i love the man personally i think he's 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 fantastic so that's going to drop on tuesday appreciate you guys tuning in give us the thumbs up hit that subscribe button appreciate everybody who chimed in on the comments Lots to dive into this. I'm, shocker, I'm more hopeful than SP3 is. It's just how it's going to work on this show. I choose to believe. You've been watching the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, brought to you by Bet Online. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, folks.